Hello. What's love got to do with it? Love is, abuse is not love. Inconsistency is not love. Manipulation is not love. Exploitation is not love. But when you want to treat me right, what's love got to do with it? That's the title for today. So let's go ahead and bow as we get into the word. Most gracious and heavenly father, God, we do bless you. We honor you. We thank you for all that you're going to show us and teach us today. Help us to love more. Help us to love right. Help us to be treated right. We're going to be so careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm Dr. Shantae Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it truly is my pleasure to help you be encouraged today. And thank you for praying that with me. But today we're starting a new series. It's Treat Me Right. Everybody wants to be treated right, right? We recognize that we can look at the Ike and Tina Turner story and recognize that Anna Mae was not treated right. Anna Mae went through so much. Abuse then is not love, but we need to find out what it is. We also can listen to Alicia Keys talking about I'm falling. I'm falling in and out of love with you inconsistency is not love because if I turn around and turn away, something was not right. And maybe that red flag I should have paid more attention to. Manipulation and exploitation, we see a lot of today and we have been seeing a lot of it in the past as well, but it's not love either. So we're going to the book, the good book, to find the answers today of what God says about how to treat me right. Cause we all wanna be treated right. We don't wanna be treated like a napkin when we know what we're bringing to the table. We don't want our agitation just to be agitation but we want it to turn into compensation. We wanna recognize that there's gonna be some benefit. I'm gonna learn some lessons. I'm gonna do some things. Let's get to the word today. I was gonna start with John and we're gonna kind of end with John but let me start with First Peter chapter number one beginning at verse 22. And the Bible says, by obedience to the truth, having purified yourselves for sincere love of the brothers, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Hmm. We recognize that it says from a pure heart, we're commanded to love. And just because God has commanded us does not mean that everybody does it. Remember the Bible says, why call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say do. He also says that you're going to call me in that day, in the last day, judgment day, and you're going to say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we go to see the sick in your name? We did all of these things in your name. And what does he say? He says, depart from me. I knew you not. Well, when we look at how we're being treated, we take it personal. I want others to treat me in a way that commands respect. I want them to treat, I don't know about you, but I want them to treat me in a way that shows that they care, that they are attentive, that they are paying attention, that they know, love, trust, all of those things, right? We want to be treated right, not wrong. We don't want to be abused. We don't want to be manipulated. We don't want to be exploited. We don't want to be 
in relationship with somebody that's sometimey, whether it's a friend relationship or a special friend relationship or marriage. We don't want someone to just keep us in the dark and not bring us to the light. If you can't show me off in public, then maybe, just maybe, we don't have a relationship and you really don't love me. If you can't be my friend in front of your other friends, then maybe we really aren't friends. How does one treat another? Well, yes, we're going to jump into that. First Peter chapter number one, verse 22, as I just read that one, we are commanded based on the truth. What is that truth? The truth of Jesus Christ, the truth that we know. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What Because we have relationship with Christ, because we count him as Lord, we are Christ followers. He says, love earnestly with a pure heart. In other words, we need to be unconditional in our loving. We need to be self-sacrificing because that's what Christ was. You know, he loved the poor as well as the rich. The just and the unjust, he treated well because the goodness of God brings you to repentance. Our goal, his goal was for salvation. He gave his entire life for us so that we might then have relationship again with the father. He commanded us, do as I do. I wash their feet. Now you go and you wash others. We are to love. And then let me go to 1 John chapter number three, verses uh, 11 through 18. 1 John 3, 11 through 18. The Bible says, for this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. Verse 16, this is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, but closes his eyes to his need, how can God's love reside in him? Little children, we must not love with word or speech, but with truth and action. John, and we remember John, the, the disciple, and John writes the gospel of John, and he talks about love there too, but John even identified himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, he's all about love. Well, in 1 John 3, 11 through 18 that I just read, he says, we need to lay down our lives, not comparing our lives with others. Because comparison is the death of fellowship. It does kill it. It kills communication. It also kills our confidence, our personal confidence, because we're comparing ourselves with other and it ultimately kills relationships. He says, no, no comparison. Don't be like Cain um, who murdered his brother Abel because he was comparing himself. He recognized he was not giving the same, but he says, I want you to lay down your life. I want you to consider others above you. I want you to prefer them. I want you to make sure that if there is a need, I need you to see it. And then I need you to respond. 
Yeah. And then let's uh, continue on in first John chapter number three. I want the 23rd verse 23 and 24, just to finish this a little bit here. It says, um, now this is his command that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him and he in him. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. In other words, we recognize we need to be walking in the spirit, not walking in the flesh. We need to pay attention to what God's word is telling us. Yes, we are commanded. But we're commanded because the Holy Spirit residing on the inside is going to correct us. He's going to rebuke us. He's going to reprove us. He's going to give us directions and or instructions and in righteousness. We know the doctrine. It's in the word. And we need to be obedient to it. So as John continues to add this, and Peter started us off, but in 1 John chapter number 4, verses 7 through 21, and I'm giving you quite a bit of scripture. Why? Because this love thing is difficult. It says, dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Wow. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. That, put a pin right there because you just need to know that. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is perfected in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given assurance to us from his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the father has sent his son as this world savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And the one who remains in love remains in God and God remains in him. Verse 17, in this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment for we are as he is in this world. Hmm. Let that one remain. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother, he has not seen, or he has seen, cannot love God he has not seen. Let me say that one again. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother. He is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother he has seen cannot love the God he has not seen. For we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother. His brother as well as his sister. We want to adjust one another's crowns. We want to make sure that we encourage one another. We're going to talk about a lot of this. But as we look at love, which is going to encompass all of this, we have to recognize that 
God has shown us love, demonstrated love. Love is an action verb. Love is going to have a demonstration that goes behind it. He sent Jesus into this world in order to show us love, and we are responding to his love. He abides in us, and because he abides in us, because we love, he also then perfects us so that it just doesn't, a lot of things that we're going to talk about, it's not just in word but it's also indeed in an action. And then I want to finally go to 2 John chapter number, or I'm sorry, 2 John verses four through six, because there's only one chapter in 2 John. So let me read that one to you. And then I'm going to break down um, or summarize for you what love got to do with it as we look at treating me right. Four through six says, I was very glad to find some of your children, your children walking in the truth and keeping with the command we have received from the Father. So now I urge you, dear lady, not as if I were writing you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love that we walk according to his commands. This is the command as you have heard it from the beginning, you must walk in love. How many times does God have to tell us to walk in love? How many times does he have to remind us in the word that we should be loving one another? We should be treating one another right. We should not be abusing one another, not exploiting. If you're going to treat me right, treat me the way Jesus did. If you're going to treat me right, do how God did. And he shows because he's demonstrated love. He is love. Uh, love abounds and exudes from him. If you're going to treat me right, I'm looking for a few things. I don't know about you. What's love got to do with it? Let's talk about it. Well, if you're going to treat me right, you got to love me like Jesus. And first, you need to do it from a pure heart. It says that as we looked at all of those passages, it has love has to be active. What do I mean by that? If you're going to love me earnestly, I mean, you need to embrace me as family. We need to embrace one another as family, recognizing. Remember um, Paul, as he sent Onesimus back, he said in Philemon, he says, treat him like family now. Whatever debt he is owed, charge it to my account. He has paid his dues. But if there's anything else that's left, let me know about it. Treat him like family. Do act, It has to be active, not just passive. Genuine love overflows from a pure or a clean heart a heart that's without impure motives, okay? Not looking for self-serving, not trying to get something out of nothing, not trying to take advantage of you. Also, it's pure, it's no sinful desires. In other words, you're not lusting after me. Love and lust are two different things. You're not trying to take advantage. You're not trying to just get with me, be in proximity so that you can go up. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, um, sexual in nature. It can just be, hey, I'm ambitious in nature. It can be anything. But if we're doing it from a pure heart, it's a heart that is ruled by Christ. In other words, value who you are. And if others are not treating you in that way, from a pure heart, walk away. Step away. Silence those who are not allowing you to shine because you're worth that. Don't let them treat you like a napkin when you know what you're bringing to the tape. Secondly, you're going to, what's love got to do with You're going to love me like Jesus if you're going to treat me right. And that's with truth and action. 
It's not just the words. As one of my friends would say, I could show you better than I could tell you. And that's what others are doing for you. They are showing you better than they're telling you. Sometimes the words that are coming out of their mouth are incongruent with the words or the actions that they are actually taking. So they need to have practical working actions that show that, hey, I've changed. Well, don't just tell me you've changed. Show me you've changed. And don't just show me for a short time. Show me consistently that you have learned your lesson. See, we have proof of eternal life because we're loving one another. We are treating others differently. We don't act like the world acts. We act as if God said, or the way God tells us and commands us to act because his DNA is on the inside of us because we have been born again and we have a brand new father. There's no hatred in us. We don't hate others, but we tolerate them on their journey until they figure out the truth because our goal is just as God's goal was for us that they come to the knowledge of the truth and they turn away from their sinful and evil ways and they're not hateful any longer. We don't hate them. We love them to repentance. We show them the love of God, the urgency of their salvation, the reason that Jesus came into this world. We don't kill them. We don't murder them. We, the sanctity of life, we can look at physical life, but I want to stand on this point for you today. We don't even kill their dreams. We encourage them to do all that God has for them, that whatever God has called them to do, that they will do that. Whatever purpose for which they were created, we're going to encourage them to do all of that because we don't want their dreams to die. And we don't want the wealthiest place on earth to continue to be the graveyard. We want them to no longer play small. We want them to reach higher. We want them to go further. We want them to do more. When I am loving like Jesus, it's truth and action. You see, not only my words are encouraging to you, but you see my actions follow with the encouragement that you need at the time that you need it. If I'm going to be treated right, and I know you want to be treated right, <laughs> we're not going to take just anything. And we're not going to listen to go your, you know, the talking, your fast talking, your smooth talking. Mm, you got game. Okay. One ear out the other. Right? Because we recognize if your actions, if your hips and your lips don't match, I'm not following. But thirdly, if you're going to treat me right, you're going to love me like Jesus. That means you're going to be led by the spirit. There should be no fear. I don't, I should not fear any punishment from you. That means, you know, that silent treatment that you're just not going to talk to me. That's abuse. We're not trying to go there, but I recognize that in the day of judgment, God already knows, and he knows that I have accepted him. He knows, as we say, he knows my heart. He really does. I've accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior. Not only did he save me, but he is leading my life, and he sends the Holy Spirit in his stead so that he can reside on the inside of me. He helps me to pray. He helps me to walk right and talk right and live right. He helps me with my words. He helps me to be responsive to others. And I don't just, you know, put you on the back burner and not say anything, but he prompts me to communicate. He prompts me to do, he prompts me to display God's love. And that means it's going to end up being in wisdom. That's how I'm going to do it. He's going to give me direction. That's where I'm going to go. And he's going to give me connection. 
It's who I'm going to be connected to. So if you are going to treat me right, do me right, treat me right. There's no more falling in and out of love with you. If we are God's children and we are, we love like Jesus did. He demonstrated while he was here on this earth. We love like God did. He sent Jesus in order for us to have this image, this representation of who he is. Oh my gosh, he did all of that. Now, is it easy? It's not. And we're going to talk about it. You treat others the way you would want to be treated. Treat me right. Love me right. Let's bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, as we talk about love, God, we are so enamored and we're so overwhelmed and we allow your love to overflow each and every one of us. God, I pray for everyone listening to the sound of my voice that they feel the rush of your love, the vastness of it, as if they were standing in an ocean mm. and that your grace and your mercy so fills them. God, fill us again with your love. Help us to be reminded how much you love us. But Lord, the most difficult part of this is that you are commanding us to love one another just as you have loved us, to lay down our lives, to have, impu have pure motives and a pure heart as we then not only speak to others, but we act appropriately. We need you to help us to do that. We can't do that one on our own. You tell us to love our enemies, even God, as we love ourselves, to do things for them. If we see our brother in need, God, help us to see the need and help us to meet the need so that we fulfill the law of Christ. God, we want to be more loving. We want to be more holy. We want to be more like you. Help us to do just that as we continue to walk out this life. God, we want to be treated right, but help us also to treat others right as well. It's in Jesus' wonderful name that we do pray. We give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless you. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. Again, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your week. Be encouraged. Love somebody. Because love's got a lot to do with it. Amen. God bless. You can find us online at ShantaeHaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at ShantaeHaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the